0: episode 44 of the online chicken school podcast today we're trying to answer the questions can hens be vegetarians and is it bad for chickens to eat dog poop it's time for the online chicken school podcast whether you've been keeping chickens for
1: years or you're just fixing to get started we'll help you get your schooling. and now here's the chicken tenders don and susie
0: Hello, I'm Don, the Big Chicken Tender. And
1: I'm Susie, the Little Chicken Tender. If you're interested in backyard chickens, you're in the right place. It doesn't matter if you have a whole lot of chickens out in the country or just a few somewhere in the city. This is where we share our knowledge, experience, and opinions to help you get the most out of your backyard flock.
0: Okay, well, we're back from vacation. Yes, vacation. We were actually out of the state last week. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about vacation because very little of it has to do with chickens. (laughs) That's right. But there are a few things I want to share. Mm -hmm. Okay, so somehow we ended up in Las Vegas, Nevada (laughs) on vacation with Susie's parents. Yes. Which was actually a really good time.
1: Well, and it's not like they like drugged us and we woke up in Las Vegas. We did have this planned with them. So you make it sound like, you know, I have no idea we were going.
0: (laughs) Well, for... Quite a while, I didn't understand why we were going. Because neither you nor I are gamblers. That's right. In any fashion whatsoever.
1: And if anybody's been listening to the podcast, you know that I am the cheapest person ever. So for me to stick a dollar in a machine just to hear it make some noise, not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I make noises all the time, and (laughs) I never get a dollar. Yeah. But you know what? It was really a fun vacation. Right. We got to see a lot of cool things.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting people.
0: Very, very interesting people.
1: (laughs) Wonderful place to go, people watch, that's for sure.
0: One thing is, I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas, but it's located in what they call a desert. Mm -hmm. So we knew this going out there, and I was actually looking forward to that part because I thought desert means no allergies.
1: (laughs) You were wrong. I don't know what the heck blooms, Or pollinates in the desert, but whatever it was, we were both allergic to
0: it. Yeah. Now, the allergies weren't as bad as as here. No. But we still had to take our Claritin every day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, because it's just rock and sand as far as you can see. Mm -hmm. Nobody has even grass for lawns.
1: Well, we did see grass that we thought was grass and we went up to it and we're like, that just looks so perfect and beautiful. And it was AstroTurf, right? (laughs) It wasn't even real grass. And because I didn't think we'd have allergy problems out there, I only brought like three allergy pills. So we ran out and then I was panicking. So I think we went out like the middle of the night running around trying to find a Walgreens, which everything's open in Vegas 24 hours and found one and restocked our supply,
0: thankfully. Uh, one of the things I really liked was the Hoover Dam. We went and did a tour of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And we paid the extra little bit of money to go down and see the turbines. And we actually walked through a tunnel to look through the louvers on the side of the Hoover Dam. It was the coolest thing ever.
0: Yeah, we went from the generators all the way down at the bottom to ventilation shafts we were crawling through mm-hmm. uh, all the way back up to the top. It was, it was actually quite a neat little adventure.
1: Yeah, very interesting.
0: If you are claustrophobic at all, I do not recommend it. <laughs> no,
1: don't take that tour because you will freak
0: out. Well, and I think the tour guide must have said that about 14 times before we actually got on the elevator to go down.
1: Because mm-hmm, when those elevators go down, not only are you on there for quite a while, but you are like shoulder to shoulder, chest to back in that elevator. They squeeze every person they can in there. So it's a little bit freaky. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed th- it. Definitely. The other highlight of the trip was us going to the Grand Canyon.
0: Very, very beautiful.
1: That was the thing I was looking forward to the most. And I got to tell you, it's just stunning.
0: Well, you grow up hearing about the Grand Canyon. You understand what the Grand Canyon is. You even hear the stats and figures and Mm -hmm. you see pictures of it. You see video of it. Doesn't prepare you in any way for what you're about to see. That's true. I mean, you just can't. You just can't comprehend it. You can't wrap your mind around it when you see it in person.
1: Right. And we got to Vegas on Saturday, and our trip to the Grand Canyon was on Tuesday. And um, for the rest of the trip, Don was very, very sore.
0: Well, listen, I had a right to be sore. I climbed the Grand Canyon.
1: Well, I wouldn't say
0: you climbed
1: it. You climbed like 15 feet of it.
0: Was it the Grand Canyon? Yes. I climbed the Grand Canyon.
1: (laughs) Well, Don, being the photographer that he is, and he always loves getting pictures that nobody else gets, saw some people way out on this ledge that was sticking out into the Grand Canyon. And he went, what a cool idea for a picture. How do you get down there? And you normally think, well, if there's people down there, there must be some kind of trail that they followed. Oh, no, no, no. It was climbing down rocks and over boulders, and it was kind of scary.
0: Yeah, it was a good 15-foot drop. Yeah. Uh, Not like a cliff face or anything, but you had to, like, every four or five feet, you know, grab onto this and pull yourself up onto that for about 15 feet. Right. Uh, Getting down was easy. Uh, Took the pictures. Getting up, not as easy.
1: Right. And the pictures came out really, really cool, though. I think it was worth your pain.
0: And I climbed the Grand Canyon.
1: (laughs) You do always have that story. That's pretty cool. We'll have to post a picture.
0: And I didn't didn't climb the trails. I scaled the Grand Canyon.
1: That is true. We'll have to post a picture in the show notes or on Facebook or something because people have just got to see where you went for this amazing picture.
0: That was fun. But my favorite part of the Grand Canyon, again, but if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you understand that I really love accents. Yes. And I just love foreign languages. I don't understand any of them, but I just, <laughs> I like hearing them. Yeah. And uh, I'm always just listening for American words, <laughs> you know, like in the middle. Yeah. But our tour group on the bus was split between Americans, it's about 50-50s it Americans, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of people from Japan. Right. So we had two tour guides. One was the regular tour guide who drove the bus, big redneck Southern guy. Nice guy. Very nice. Talked very slow (laughs) and with a very heavy southern accent. Mm -hmm. And then there was a Japanese tour guide. So what would happen is the bus driver would give his spiel and he would talk. And then the Japanese guy would talk to the Japanese people and say all the same things. (laughs) Or so he thought. (laughs) So we're kind of driving from one spot of the Grand Canyon to another spot of the Grand Canyon. And our tour guide is going on for about five minutes about... You know, the types of trees that you see Mm -hmm. and then another five minutes on the types of animals that you find and then probably another 10 minutes just on here's what the next stop is. If you go to the right, here's what you're going to find. If you go to the left, here's what you're going to find. And please try and be back in one hour. We have one hour's time. So everybody be back on the bus in one hour.
1: And he told some jokes in there to keep it it interesting, but a long talk.
0: About 15 minutes at least. I think 15, 20 minutes. So then it's time for the Japanese tour guide to say the same thing. (laughs) And I am not exaggerating when he basically went, (laughs) And that was it. I'm like, okay, this is either the most efficient language. Yes. But I'm pretty sure all he said was, okay, back on bus in one hour.
1: (laughs) Don't you don't need all the jokes. You don't need all the history. You want to know that you find out yourself. I just tell you, be back on bus in one hour.
0: Well, I noticed that during none of the translation did any of the Japanese people laugh. So either he wasn't telling jokes or he's just not funny.
1: Well, that could be. He may not be confident in his joking ability. Um, Before we leave the Grand Canyon experience, I did want to talk about one thing that I found just fascinating and a little irritating.
0: The fact that I climbed the Grand Canyon.
1: (laughs) Well, that was pretty fascinating and amazing. But what is it with all the selfie sticks out there? I mean, the guy who invented the selfie stick has got to be the richest man in the world. And I want to go punch him in the face because we're standing in line in the lobby to go on our tour. And there's a girl with a selfie stick taking, I don't know, 20 pictures of herself in one minute, smiling, not smiling, holding her ticket by her face, not holding her ticket. And then to make it worse, her husband's standing right next to her. Now, she doesn't put him in the picture. No, no. No. And he's got a regular camera. Normally people would say, Hey, take my picture. But she's taking pictures of herself in a lobby and has no pictures of him, just all pictures of her. It was just the funniest thing. And then later on on the bus, taking pictures of herself on the bus, like 20 a minute. And then when we got back to the lobby, sitting at a table, she's taking more pictures of herself. I really felt bad for her husband who's sitting next to her. Just like, all right, guess I'm not here.
0: And it wasn't even like she had interesting backgrounds or anything. It was just like a wall.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: this girl just really, really liked pictures of herself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you go to the Grand Canyon, I understand taking a selfie with the people you're with, with the Grand Canyon in the back. That's cool. That's really neat. You don't have to ask somebody, hey, would you take our picture? So I get it. But the amount of people we saw doing selfies of just themselves in front of nothing was just amazing to me.
0: Okay, there's one last thing I want to talk about in regards to the vacation that has nothing to do with chickens whatsoever, and that is television.
1: One of our favorite subjects.
0: Yes, Susie and I, we don't like everything that's on TV. We're actually pretty picky about the kind of shows we watch, Mm -hmm. so we don't really watch a lot of TV, but the TV we do watch, we really enjoy. That's right. We love TV. We would love for there to be better shows, <laughs> but there just aren't that many good shows.
1: And they're going way downhill really quick.
0: Yeah. They're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And now I know why. We were at one of the casinos and we're kind of walking from one end to the other. And these places are just monstrous. Yes. They're huge.
1: Yeah. So it takes like an hour to get from one end to the other.
0: Exactly. And we're walking down this hallway and one whole section of this casino is dedicated to To one of the major television networks.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't really want to say the name of the network, but uh, it rhymes with... Shmee BS. (laughs) That's one way to say it, sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we're walking down the hallway and this lady stops us and says, would you like to watch a TV show we're considering putting on the air and give us your opinion on it?
1: Well, in my first reaction, because so many people come out at these casinos and are asking you things and wanting you to do stuff. So my first reaction was, uh, no thanks, not interested, have other things we got to do.
0: And then she said, we'll pay you $20 each.
1: Uh, then I said, yeah, sign me up. We're doing this, whether you want to or not.
0: So we ended up watching a TV show and you fill out a little survey afterwards. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting, but... When we were done, the moderator came over to us and picked you and me and one other person out of this group of like 15 people Mm -hmm. and said, would you like to come to an advanced discussion on the same show?
1: And I was like, you know, it's two hours from now. What are we going to do? I'm not really interested. I wasn't too crazy about the show. So I was kind of leaning towards no.
0: And then she said, it pays $50 a person.
1: And I'm like, "Uh, sign me up. So, guess what we did that night?
0: We sat around for an hour and talked about the show we watched. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, actually, it was kind of fun. It was just neat to see this new show that nobody else has seen before. Mm -hmm. And it was fun enough that we actually kind of snuck back two different days that week and we (laughs) ended up watching three different TV shows. And, you know, we're one of the few people that actually cleaned up in one of those casinos and we left with
1: 210 bucks. I like it. We're watching TV. If we can do more vacation trips like that, I, I would love it. I mean, we could make a career out of this.
0: I mean, your parents thought we were crazy.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: They were like doing their thing in the casino and we're sitting there watching TV shows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and getting paid cold, hard cash, baby.
0: Uh, but it was fun. Yeah. But I do know why the shows are so bad because you look at some of the people, uh, they couldn't even figure out how to work the paddle. Yeah. Or the computer. Right. We have people stuck. It was a touchscreen computer. Mm-hmm. One button on the screen. It says click here. <laughs> they couldn't handle it.
1: Yeah, it was bad.
0: I'm like, I now know who are the people who are choosing the TV shows that you and I watch.
1: And the survey at the end, you know, you had to rate certain things. They would just go and Christmas tree it. You know, they they weren't even reading the things. They just wanted their 20 bucks and they wanted to get out of there. Where we took it very seriously. We're like filling out the comments, you know. and, and Oh,
0: I wrote like paragraphs. Oh, yeah. It in was my great. essay section. <laughs> I told them all kinds of things they could do to fix it.
1: Yeah. And about other shows that were on TV that we didn't like.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they read all my comments. and just rolled their eyes like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, this guy cares a little too much. <laughs> but now this has created a problem for you since you've come back from vacation.
0: Yeah, because now anytime somebody says, hey, have you seen this show? What do you think about it? It cost you 20 bucks to find out.
1: That's right. And if you want an in-depth uh, analysis, it's going to cost you another 50.
0: I am now adding entertainment consultant to my resume
1: i like it
0: okay now there is one way that our vacation does have something to do with chickens and that's the fact that we own chickens and we were still able to go on vacation for a week
1: that's right and we pretty much follow the same plan that we talked about back in episode 27 um we figured out how much feed they were going to need for a week how much water they normally consume in a week got that all squared away in all the coops um Our neighbor came over every day and just kind of checked on them and collected the eggs. And the real difference between this vacation and the last one was that the last vacation, we could not be reached by phone. This vacation, we could. So we actually felt even a little more comfortable going away because we knew if there was a problem or something that she had a question about, she could give us a call and we could hopefully help or give an answer over the phone.
0: Right. So it worked out pretty good. There were no issues while we were gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the neighbor told me she got about seven eggs a day, <laughs> which she didn't think was a lot on the first day. It's kind of <laughs> like, oh, there's only seven eggs. And then the second day, it's like, oh, my gosh, there's seven more eggs. <laughs> and then the third day, oh, man, these things just keep on coming. Yeah. And so she ended up having to give a lot of eggs to people at work. And so now she's got a lot of status there at work.
1: Yeah, she's very popular. But now they're kind of ticked because where are the eggs?
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> well, we didn't have any problems while we were gone with the chickens, but like the day before we left, we had a couple situations come up that threw a little bit of a curveball our way, and one of them was we had another hen get cut from her rooster, and this was one of the Black Jersey Giants hens, and their their feathers are black, and when I go out there, I'm usually checking them at night, so I don't really see their skin much and the night before we left I went and shine the light in the coop just to check on them and it hit it just right on the side where I saw a nice little gash on her so I drove back up to the the front and I learned my lesson from when Don says don't just come in the house yelling and I said hey honey we've got a hurt hen <laughs> could you please come out and help me <laughs> see I can learn
0: actually you just threw up at the door and yelled hen scratch <laughs> but I didn't know what that meant.
1: I think it's probably a combination of both of these. (laughs) So we went out there. We grabbed another small chicken tractor we have and had to separate her, obviously, and uh, just made some modifications to that coop at night when all the mosquitoes were out. A lot of fun. Yeah, but got her separated and situated where we felt pretty comfortable that she was going to be fine and we didn't have a problem leaving her while we were away.
0: And not really such a big deal, but just a whole lot of drama the night before we were supposed to leave on vacation.
1: Yeah, it was, but uh, we got through it and no problems.
0: All right, so let's try and get a little serious here and take a look at the chicken news. The Washington Post is out with an article about people's sudden love affair with eggs from vegetarian chickens. Mm -hmm. Well, all the big egg producers now have a line of eggs that they say come from hens that are fed a 100% organic vegetarian diet.
1: Now, we've talked about how ridiculous the idea
0: is of a vegetarian egg. First of all, chickens, like me, mm-hmm. are not natural vegetarians. And given the chance, they will eat every bug, worm, snake, grasshopper, and mouse that they can get their beaks on.
1: Oh, for sure. And also, much like Don... The only way I can make a hen be a vegetarian is to actually lock them up in a cage so that they don't have access to what they really want to eat.
0: Well, there was a great quote in the article from a chicken farmer who said, chickens are the furthest thing from vegetarians. That advertising is ridiculous. It's like people going to the zoo and saying they only want to see the vegetarian tiger.
1: So there's really no such thing as a free-ranging vegetarian hen. I mean, it's just impossible. Um, So a vegetarian hen is going to be one that spends her entire life in a cage. Now, most of the eggs you buy in the store are from chickens that are laying eggs living in a cage. So you might say to yourself, what difference does it
0: make? Well, there is one really big difference, and that is that chickens are meth addicts. (laughs) Like
1: on Breaking Bad, they're addicted to meth?
0: No, Breaking Bad was methamphetamines. Oh. I'm talking about methionine. Methionine is a protein-based amino acid that chickens very much need to stay healthy. And it's something that is missing from an all-vegetarian diet.
1: And without this amino acid, chickens don't just get sick. I mean, they're locked up in cages together, so they actually start to look at each other to support their meth habit.
0: And that means that they'll start trying to get methionine out of each other by pecking at each other for nutrition.
1: That's nice.
0: And that has the potential to escalate into a real bloodbath.
1: So Big Egg has to do something about this. They can't just not have them have this amino acid because I can't say the word.
0: Methionine.
1: (laughs) Methionine. So they make up for this by giving their laying hens a supplement. But that creates a whole nother problem.
0: Right. Because there's no natural form of methionine that isn't also meat. Mm -hmm. So the methionine is all synthetic. Right. And because it's synthetic, it's not organic.
1: But they have on the label that it's organic. So to maintain that label, Big Egg only gives a tiny amount of the synthetic methionine. Nice job. Thank you. Which means the flock is really going to suffer. And the farmers that these people have talked to say that forcing the birds to be malnourished basically amounts to animal cruelty. And I kind of tend to agree. Yeah. And the bigger point
0: here is why? Right. Why? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Does the egg taste better? No. Is the egg healthier? Not at all. Are the chickens healthier? Actually worse. So the only reason we're doing this is so that people who buy these eggs can feel better about themselves. Right. So here's a message to all the vegetarians out there. (laughs) First of all, thank you for leaving more meat for me all these years. Absolutely. Secondly, if you're that freaked out that you aren't a vegetarian anymore if you eat an egg from a chicken that ate a bug, why don't you just stop eating eggs?
1: That's right. Well, I think that most people who are buying the vegetarian eggs, they aren't really vegetarians themselves. I mean, I know a few people who bought them and we've talked about it. And I've asked them like why do you do this? And they think that the hens that lay these vegetarian eggs are treated better and are healthier than the eggs that you get in the regular
0: section of the store. Okay. I get that. But it's wrong. <laughs> That's right. So whether you are a vegetarian or a normal person, hey, please stop buying vegetarian eggs. That's right. And don't let your friends buy them either.
1: The next thing we're going to talk about in the news is that Tyson Foods has announced that they're going to stop using human antibiotics in chickens. And I think that's pretty awesome.
0: Well, there's been a lot of attention over the last year or so to the idea that the overuse of antibiotics in the food industry, which has helped contribute to the formation of superbugs, which are bacteria that are basically immune to antibiotics. And that presents a huge problem for us as people. Because you go to the hospital, any kind of surgery that they're going to perform, Mm -hmm. the only reason they can do that is because antibiotics will kill any bacteria that may infect your body during the surgery. Right. You take away the ability to control bacteria, uh, you can't have even the most basic surgeries anymore.
1: Right. I mean, that's, that's a huge problem. So I applaud Tyson for this decision. Um, not only are they eliminating the use of human antibiotics in the chicken feed, but they are also eliminating the use of human antibiotics in their own
0: hatcheries. Well, the reason that the food industry needs antibiotics so much is the way they maintain animals. Right. You know, using chickens as an example, you go to Big Egg and you go to Big Meat And basically, all those chickens are packed into a very, very tight space. And when you have chickens crammed into a very small space, diseases just flourish and they run rampant through a flock. Mm -hmm. So in order to keep them from getting sick and dying, what they do is they just basically give antibiotics to every single animal right off the top so that they won't die and they'll live long enough to make it to slaughter. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, they aren't going to stop antibiotics altogether they're just going to stop using antibiotics that you would also use on humans. Right. The thinking there is you will still contribute to superbugs on some level, but at least hopefully you won't contribute to superbugs that are immune to our antibiotics.
1: Right. And hopefully their thinking is correct because I'd hate to see if they're wrong.
0: Okay. So Rustin and Michelle left us a very nice review on iTunes. Rustin wrote, first off, Don and Susie are adorable. Oh, Thanks. And I'm not a man who throws that word around (laughs) willy-nilly. The other chicken podcasts I listen to seem to be more folksy wisdom and tradition. I love this podcast because the information is presented in a fun way, but backed up with research, science, and hands-on experience. While it is obvious that Don and Susie have a true affection for their chickens, they are practical and are not afraid to make the hard, yet delicious, choices. (laughs) Even though my girlfriend and I are a year or two away from getting our own flock... We both really enjoy keeping up with Don and Susie's adventures in chicken parenthood. We listened to the first 42 episodes in two weeks and are itching for more. Oh my. Thanks to online chicken school. We feel we are going to be way more prepared and confident when the time comes to start our own flock. Thanks for putting out this great podcast, Rustin and Michelle. Well,
1: thanks for that really nice review, Rustin and Michelle. That was very, very sweet. And, uh, wow. 42 episodes in two weeks. I mean, I love to binge listen to podcasts, but they are dedicated.
0: That's an awful lot of Don on Susie at one time.
1: Yeah, that's a lot to take. I don't even know if I could listen to 42 episodes of our own show in two weeks.
0: <laughs> you guys are real champs. Okay, well, before we get to the main feature today, I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping on Amazon this week, consider going to our website first at onlinechickenschool.com and clicking on the Amazon link over there.
1: Of course, it's going to take you to the same Amazon site that you know and love, and you're going to pay the same price for the things you buy. But Amazon's going to give us a little bit of commission, and this would really help us pay some of the podcasting
0: bills. So if you like the show and you want to help us keep it up, just go to OnlineChickenSchool.com and click on the Amazon link to make all your Amazon purchases. Thank you very much.
1: There they go again. More shameless self promotion For the main feature today we're going to respond to a great email we received from tracy and she says my husband and i have been considering getting chickens so i was very happy to discover your podcast to help me learn about raising them you do a great job and i've been gobbling up old episodes i've got a couple of questions i'm hoping you can answer for me we have a fenced backyard where we would put the coop that is also used by our two big dogs Your episode on introducing dogs to chickens was very helpful, but one thing that was missing was the poop issue. I've read that chickens will eat dog poop, a rather disgusting thought. I'm not quite as worried about the dogs eating chicken poop. I figured that would happen, but I'm not too stoked about eating eggs from poop eating chickens. What do you think? Is this a big problem and how do you deal with it?
0: So what's the deal with chickens eating dog poop? Well, chickens will peck at just about any poop they find. Yeah, pretty much. As a matter of fact, there was a time that this was considered one of the great benefits of having chickens. Mm -hmm. If you have free-ranging horses, cows, sheep, or goats, you can actually have the chickens follow the herd as you rotate them from one pasture to another. And the chickens will actually seek out and peck apart all the poop left behind by the herd. Well, there's a
1: few good reasons to do this, and we've actually seen this firsthand from our neighbors. Now, they don't have chickens, but once in a while, the neighbor on the other side of them lets the horses roam in his yard, with his permission, of course, and they leave big piles of poop. And if you just leave them there in the big pile, it's going to kill your grass. So that's one of the things that the chicken does, is that it kind of breaks it up and moves it around which is going to help it be more useful as fertilizer, and it doesn't kill the greenery where that poo is sitting.
0: Yeah, our next-door neighbor, when he lets his next-door neighbor have the horses over, after a couple of days, he's got to be out there with his four-wheeler and a little length of chain-link fence that he drags around the yard to break Mm -hmm. up all the horse poo. Right. If he just had some chickens, he wouldn't have to do all that. That's right. Well, another reason is that many herd animals leave behind parasites in their poop. Oh, delightful. And the parasites sit there and wait for the herd to come back around so that they can reinfect them. And this cycle has a way of building up the parasites inside your herd animals. And after a while, they can get overwhelmed and really, really loaded down with parasites.
1: But having chickens helps because it kills off the parasites. And you say, how does it do that? Well, the chickens pick through the poop and eat all those little nasty things that are in there so that the herd can come back through sooner than if the chickens weren't there.
0: And the chickens don't get the same parasites as horses, cows, sheep, and goats, so they're perfectly safe from those things.
1: I think that's pretty fascinating.
0: It's called the circle of life. (laughs) That's right.
1: Now, this really doesn't help you with your dogs, but the thing is that pecking at poo is kind of just one of those things that chickens love to do, so I don't think you're going to be able to stop them from doing it.
0: And as you mentioned, the mere idea of them eating dog poo can leave an unpleasant taste in your mouth at breakfast time. Ew. But I assure you, it's just a matter of your imagination. Mm -hmm. There's really no difference in egg quality or taste tied to chickens eating dog poo. But what about the health of your chickens? Right. Is it bad for them to eat dog poo?
1: Well, you probably have noticed that there's been quite a few recalls of dog food lately, and it's been due to salmonella contamination. And your dogs can certainly be carriers of salmonella. So can your chickens get salmonella from eating the dog poop?
0: Well, the quick and dirty answer to that is, you betcha. Salmonella is mostly transmitted from animal to animal and animal to human through poo. So if your dog is carrying salmonella and your chickens eat his poo, there is a good chance your chickens will end up carrying salmonella.
1: You know, I don't think we have ever said poop (laughs) so many times in one episode. This is a record.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid this segment is going to be a little bit of a stinker.
1: (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Well, the reality is that while it is possible for your chickens to get salmonella from your dog, there are much more likely ways that they can get it, like from wild birds And even getting it from wild birds is pretty rare. I mean, salmonella just isn't something really common in a backyard flock.
0: Now, the Centers for Disease Control says that if you keep chickens, you should always treat your flock as if they have salmonella, regardless of whether they eat dog poop or not. Mm -hmm. And most of the recommendations revolve around trying to keep chicken poop out of your mouth and out of your house.
1: And even if you knew for a fact that your chickens don't have salmonella, Do you want their poop in your mouth or inside your home? I don't think so. So it's really not a bad idea to follow the Centers of Disease Control suggestions, such as
0: wash your hands after you handle the chickens.
1: Always a good tip. Another one is wash your hands after handling their food, their feeders, their waters, or anything in their living area.
0: Also use a separate pair of shoes for chicken tending. And take them off before you go in your house.
1: Yes, because whatever you walked in, you're going to walk through your house. <laughs> uh, don't eat or drink while tending your chickens.
0: Don't bring live poultry in the house.
1: Now that's one we do not have to worry about. <laughs> um, don't let children under five handle chickens, including baby chicks, without supervision. And if you do, make sure they wash their hands afterwards.
0: And then, of course, don't consume raw eggs or raw chicken meat from your flock. I think we're pretty good with most of these. Yeah, I I think so. Is there anyone that you're a slacker at?
1: Well, you know, the one that really gets me is eating and drinking while we're tending to the chickens, because it always seems like we're filling the feed and water in the middle of the afternoon on the weekends, and it's hot. And so we always have a drink with us. But then if you think about it, like you collect their eggs or you fill their water feeder, you're getting whatever was on that on your hands. And then you go grab your cup and drink it. So it's on your cup. And I, you know, I know the information, but I still find myself with a glass out there most of the time.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, it's the shoes. Oh, yeah. Because I don't always necessarily wear shoes outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I find myself kind of tiptoeing through the chicken coop once in a while with, in my bare feet.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I do kind of drag them on the grass a little bit before I come in the house.
1: Oh, well, that makes it all better. <laughs> Nothing can survive a good foot dragging. <laughs> well, if you're doing the right things with your flock, it's not really going to be a health issue for you or
0: your birds. Yeah, mostly it's just a really disgusting mental block. <laughs> uh, in her email, Tracy asked... Could she just keep the birds in the coop full time so they don't have access to the dog poo in the yard?
1: Well, and of course she could do that as long as the coop is going to be big enough for the number of chickens that she has. And you'd want to make sure that you have at least four square feet per bird in the coop area and another 10 square feet per bird in the run area, like we've said many times before. And the more space, the better, especially if you want to keep them in there full time. But those are the minimums that we would use for space.
0: Well, with our little flocks, they're mostly confined to the chicken tractors full-time. Right. And we do have like a little bit of a schedule to let out each group. You know, every few days, each group will make its way outside for a few hours so that they can have a little chicken playtime.
1: That's right. And I'm sure they managed to find some dog poo once in a while with three dogs. You know, it's going to happen. But I don't think it's that often, and really, it doesn't bother me.
0: And if it doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother me.
1: (laughs) Besides, it's just so much fun to watch your chickens running around free in the yard that, you know, the risk is worth it for me. Well,
0: that is one of the nice things of having chickens, you know? It's just like, you have chickens, but unless you can like look out the window and you see them all bopping around out there doing their little chicken thing, it's just not as much fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, Tracy, I hope that information was helpful. You also mentioned that you and your hubby were going to build your own coop, and good for you. Make sure you send us a picture when it's finished. We'd love to see it.
0: Okay. Well, as always, thank you for listening. If you like the show, consider going over to iTunes and giving us a really nice rating over there like Rustin and Michelle did. Also, make sure you tell a friend and get them listening.
1: And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, go to OnlineChickenSchool.com slash the number 44. That's all for today. Talk to you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Online Chicken School podcast. Look for us on the web at OnlineChickenSchool.com.